1: Hello. Hello, Kevin. Is this Kevin? Yes, it is. How are you today?
0: Doing good, buddy. How are
1: you? Good. Glad we could make this work. And uh, I think, you know, God's timing is always perfect. I actually have really been uh, ministered to um, by your whole record. And in particular, um, when kind of Brian was, you know, talking about a couple different songs we could consider for a Behind the Song devotional, uh, White Horse is just a, a natural fit for kind of what I do for the site, as you know. Um, uh-huh. We had the same kind of discussion about Light Me Up, and uh, looking forward to kind of hearing a little bit of the songwriting story of White Horse, and then I can read you a couple of the different scriptures I found that have that specific you know, description in Revelation uh, 19, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about how that ties into the overall message of broken temples. But yeah, I found a little bit of a story uh, involving you being in Los Angeles and, uh, singing at the Viper room and, you know, meeting up with the one Republic guys. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that story and how this song all came together.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, first of all, thanks for listening to the album and we're, we're very excited about it. Um, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's opened up a portal for me to kind of jump through to be experimental again, but to also kind of write music that I think isn't going to lose anybody, you know, some of the stuff that I've written in the past has been, I think, a little bit too, too far over on the fringe. And so I feel like I've kind of felt, uh, found a, I don't know, like an artery musically that, that I can kind of wander in that makes, makes a lot of sense to a lot of people and also kind of. Um, gets me inspired. So I'm, I'm actually written two brand new songs over the last couple of days. Looking forward to to putting out, you know, more music soon um, through the deluxe stuff. So this album, mm. um, you know, it's it's kind of like it, it was created in the last year and a half. But when I started writing these songs, they came quick and fast, you know. And I just feel like, man, I've got like three albums of this kind of a style in me, just waiting to come out, so taking advantage of that time um, mm. so when it comes to the story of White Horse, um you know the writing of it, um yeah, we can go all the way back to me meeting Brent Kutzel, who plays for one Republic um mm. when I um lived in Los Angeles many, many years ago, uh one of the things that um, my booking agent got for me um, was a residency at the Viper Room, which is kind of world famous. And And at that time, about 2004, 2005, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of of other places on the strip that were as popular as Viper Room. Viper Room was kind of at the end of its heyday, but it still was kind of known as the club to go to and play. Now it's, a completely different landscape. There's a lot of different clubs in LA that are, that are a lot more like feature showcase kind of places. But back then um, Viper Room was it. So I got really lucky to be able to play uh, residencies there. And I I would play once or twice a month. Um, And one of the, one of the shows um, I performed with a band called One Republic. And um, this was before, Um, they had Apologize or anything else out in the marketplace and, um, you know, became friends with the guys. Um, I wrote a couple of songs with Ryan Tedder, um, you know, that we were just kind of like writing for my next album and and they never got got put onto the next record, which is strange because I think Ryan is obviously an incredible songwriter, but I think he's really come into his craft over, you know, the last, I don't know, maybe six or seven years he's just killed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but that was like kind of his beginnings. And I I remember listening to Apologize. He played it for me. He's like, Yeah, I got this I got this song. I think it's gonna blow up. And I'm like, yeah, I think it is, you know. Um so I was privileged to kind of be there in the, the, those early days of their career. So meeting Brent Kutzel, um we've known each other for years. Uh he also plays in, in, a, in another band called Monarch, um, which, uh, has another guy in there called Brendan Straughan, another band member that used to play guitar for me, um, during the imposter album period. So we have a couple of ties, um, connections. And, uh, when I started writing this album, um, you know, Brent and I were talking and he's like, well, man, let me pitch a couple of songs to you. and, and it was the only song that was pitched to me for the record, like everything else was written um, as, you know, it, it, songs that I, you know, were kind of starting around here in Nashville, um, songs that I'd written during during uh, the time period of being with Audio Adrenaline. So this was the, this was the only song that was kind of like thrown to me from an outside source. And so I listened to it. And even at the very beginning demo stages of White Horse, I could tell that it was a really great song. It was a really interesting song. So really the only things I've added to it is I've uh, changed a little bit of the chord structure, um, put a little bit of changes on the, on the verses, and wrote a bridge, you know. Um, but primarily the song demo was, was pretty much written and fleshed out by Brent um, early on.
1: That's cool. And so you're thinking potentially they could have even – this could have even been a One Republic song, possibly, or a Monarch song? I think it probably would have gone monarch. more of
0: a Monarch t- type of vibe. I mean, he's, he was kind of playing around with the idea of, you know, kind of pushing songs into, into the Nashville, you know, scene, even the CCM scene, worship scene. I mean, he, he, he knows it quite well. So it's kind of like – I think he's written – a few since then, and, and, and it, he's moved to Nashville, actually, since then. Uh, he lives in East Nashville now, so I just think it's a matter of time before Brent you know, takes, takes over Nashville and starts to, you know, really do some really creative writing with other people. Um, I'm privileged to know him, and, uh, yeah, I think the song um, is a great track on the album. I think a lot of people uh, connect to that one. Um, I know my manager Brian Ward is, is his favorite tune. He, he uh, I was at the office yesterday signing CDs, and 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 a couple of the girls in the office were like, "Man, he played that song over and over and over <laughs> again." Um, you know, it's it's not my favorite song on the album, but it's definitely one of the one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, look forward to playing it live. You know, it's got kind of a big epic feel to it. So yeah. Uh, it'd be good to see how we can make that work live, you know?
1: Well, you know, it's cool in what I get to do, because I get to write about a record over, like, a one- to two-year period because of my Behind the Song uh, series. So, you know, this is our second conversation, and we could have two or more, you know, of these conversations over the next year as the record speaks to me, and I like that, because this is a great follow-up to our conversation about You Light Me Up, because mm, yeah. what, what I liked about what we talked about there is how that was your story. That's kind of where the album title comes from. You know, it is uh, a message that resonates with um, Christians, as does this one. You know, so that's kind of where I yeah. feel like this is, this is a next example that doesn't exactly sound like what you hear on CCM radio. It does have an artistic feel and also a poetic description uh Mm -hmm. of of a biblical event that hasn't happened yet which is even cooler um yeah you know so that's part of why it's kind of so epic because it's like it's like we're in anticipation of this happening and you know one of the lines i thought kind of really would be cool for you to step off on and talk a little bit more about how it ties into the rest of the record is the you know fall fall to my knees again you pick me up and through this journey give me faith again uh, soon this life will turn to ash like it once began. We will fade, but no, 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 this is not the end yet. And I feel like that's kind of, you almost have like this new lease on life. I hear it in your voice and talking about, you know, your family and about your music ministry and kind of where you are now at your church, you know, all of that. You you definitely seem to, um, this is like a Kevin Max, you know, uh, rebirth in a way. And how does how do you feel? Like those lyrics and the message of Broken Temples kind of connects with you personally. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been a um, it was kind
0: of an eye opening experience to get back on the road with Audio Adrenaline. I mean that mm-hmm. kind of opened it up in some ways. Um, and even before that, um, guesting on uh, God's Not Dead with with mm-hmm. Michael for the for the Newsboys, I I think it kind of went actually back to that was the uh, the, kind of the opening uh, uh, of me coming back into this industry again after so many years of, of, you know, being self-exiled really. I, I, I enjoy, you know, really uh, creating and artistic uh, modes of expression. So for me to be kind of held down um, to a certain thing, never, you know, really set well with me, but I feel like, um, you know, coming back to it and giving it a chance again and, and kind of, Saying to myself, okay, look, well, you were in DC Talk. Um, you kind of you've been in the CCM for years. It's like why you know keep that at an arm's length? Why let other people keep it at an arm's length? You know, get back into it and, and see if you have something positive to give to it again. Maybe maybe you have something to say, you know, after all these years. And so me, kind of you know, again, guesting on Newsboys saying yes to the audio adrenaline invitation um, and being on the road with those guys just kind of opened my heart up to, you know, further being in this industry in the Christian music arts. And um, so um, broken temples is really a, it's kind of a, an answer to uh, the years of touring with AA, which was really under two years, but it was, it it felt like five years because Mm. we did about 200 shows. So, Two hundred shows in those two years is a, was a lot for me. I mean, you know, I hadn't toured like that since DC Talk. I, I have four children now. Um, my ambition to tour is not as great as it was in the past. So, um, but it, but it really kind of opened me up and and let me know. Okay, cool. Well, well, Christian music has its flaws, but it also has its 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 good things, its benefits, and I and I saw those you know, firsthand when I was out on the road touring. And so it it inspired me to create something that I felt was very much who I was in, as, as an artist, but could, you know, connect with the people that I had been singing to through Audio Adrenaline. So that's where Broken Temples really kind of came, came from. It was the, the genesis of it. Um, and then, you know, White Horses is, is, again, kind of the oddball song that was kind of thrown to me it, it feels a bit like a worship song, and I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a worship songwriter necessarily. Not to say that I can't, but it's just not usually what I do. So it was an interesting aspect of the album. I, I, I was like, you know, let me take this um, kind of modern worship track and put my spin on it, and um, yeah, it, it turned out really well, and it, it kind of coincides with the release of my book called Fiefdom of Angels, which is also, um, you know, a, 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 a story um, of biblical events that have already taken place, but but before the the, the creation of the world. So there, there's some real like, um, I don't know, I, I look at it as like when I get really creative, I love to put a poetic take on, scripture you know mm. um and so that's my poetic take on the very beginning of things before the creation of the world and then white horse was a poetic take on revelation and and uh you know what we could say is the end and re re <laughs> rebirth of of uh humanity um whatever way you uh believe those events are going to take place you know
1: Hmm, for sure. Well, I, you know, I'm in a similar stage of life. Um, I'm 43. I've got three kids. My girls are 15, 11, and 8. And um, we re- we read the Bible together. And I think this is a cool way for me through this song to share with them the story of Revelation 19. And I think that's one of the, my favorite aspects of, um, you know, we, we're, we've we kind of called it the CCM uh, industry, but it's really in my mind, it's anything that's scriptural, um and that could mm-hmm. be that could be a one republic song by the way. Um, yeah <laughs> you know you absolutely. definitely hear that in some of their music still um that there is a um biblical overtones clearly to what they sing about as well and mm-hmm. what I like about um you know the faith of this song is I saw the heavens open over me, and he showed his face so that I could see without a doubt, you know, I still believe I see him riding on a white horse, a white horse. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's cool. And then the next line of it, glory as he split the sky. Yeah. There's a place just for you and I, and then that's about, you know, and oh yeah, we know that he's still alive. So as we approach Easter here, you know, we're going to be celebrating that resurrection, thinking about um, um, that first resurrection. And then mm-hmm. this is, you know, about that second coming. And I think what's cool is with this sort of being like your return to CCM, you know, this song is about the Lord's return to earth. Um I think there's a cool as I mentioned sort of regeneration, rebirth kind of message. Uh and what I love is it's a it's a more um as you said creative artistic poetic way to put scripture into the mouths of believers, you know, cuz as mm-hmm. they go to as they go to, you know, learn these songs on this record and and what's cool is each song um is not cookie cutter and that's as you said what your goal was in making this record so mission mm-hmm. accomplished i think that's my favorite part about the record is you know i do hear sadly still cookie cookie cutter <laughs> cookie cutter record yeah. uh where yeah. every song uh, you know um is more or less the same vibe but what's cool is this has a different vibe than clear, which has a different vibe than that was then. This is now. And there mm-hmm. are probably two other songs we could talk about. Um, yeah. And, or, and, or, and, and, uh, and on and
0: on. Mm. I mean, I, I'm on a, I'm on i uh, I'm on a wave right now. I just wrote a song called decades apart um, today. Mm. And, and um, a couple of days ago with another writer that I wrote uh, when we were young with, um, mm. I wrote a, um, a song uh, called my desperate heart and and it's all just kind of coming out as these uh, pseudo modern eighties, you Mm. know, kind of hybrid, you know, songs, but with, 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 you know, um, reflective, a bit, a bit deep spiritual lyric, which, which, um, I've always been drawn to, you know, poetic spiritual lyrics, um, you know, from Bob Dylan to Leonard Cohen to Bono, it's kind of like I mean, that's 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 what I enjoy reading um, when it comes to songwriters. And so, um, you know, I'm quite innocent to the way big CCM pop hits are written. In fact, I don't even really know how to do that. So when I write a record, it's it's really coming from my influences of more or less William Blake. And Leonard Cohen than it is um being influenced by what the top forty track is in the c c m so um I'm quite innocent to all of that and and i I kind of want to stay that way i've I've written with a lot of big pop writers um recently in the last two years um and I kind of see how they 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 get their formula working. I, I, I want to stay away from that, really. You know, I, I, I let I like other people to know that, and and if if I you know can bring what I do to to that and and make that a combination, then great. But I, I fear learning a formula would kind of ruin what I do. You know, mm. so um, that's awesome. Yeah, so I take I take what you say as a compliment. I mean, that was then, and this is now. Um, was a very easy song for me to write. I I kind of tell everybody that's quintessentially my style.
1: Um, Mm, Sure.
0: I I played it, uh, actually, I was singing um, on Toby's record two weeks ago. Um, I sang on a song on his record. And, uh, you know, before we started, you know, singing in the studio, he said, man, I, I just heard that was in This Is Now. And he's like dude that is like your your lane on the highway i mean you mm. just you own that lane and i i thought huh that's interesting because in in all reality um that my strong suit is i'm i'm a keyboardist so i'm not a guitar player and most of my influences are from the mid 80s kind of new wave um genre so it kind of fits what i do like hand in glove. Yeah. And um, you know, lyrically it was kind of a very innocent take on growing up and 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 realizing that uh forgiveness is 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 key and 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 um, ha- understanding God's grace, you know. So um that's a kind of a pattern that goes throughout the whole record is this idea of redemption, this idea of forgiveness. Um, this idea of understanding God's grace and one of the biggest influences um, in my life beyond uh, the Masters, you know, uh, would be probably Brennan Manning, who mm-hmm. I o- awesome. often quote on my Twitter page. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I call him my Jedi Jedi Master because he's a uh, he was the one that opened my mind up to grace and made me yeah. kind of grasp that as a as a you know. Um, concept and then understand what it's like to actually put it in your practice every day. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's awesome. Well, I mean, that's one of my favorite um, influences well. And, and it's funny because I, I probably don't even have to ask you uh, who those 80s new wave influences are because that's what I, that's what I grew up with too. Um, so I really can relate to, to that aspect of, um, of what, of, you know, your, your musical, um, Inspiration and and it's funny because my daughters are all keyboardists, so that might be part of what um, I identify with when I hear your music as well. Is is that's kind of my vibe, and and I think I told you last time we talked. I have an affectionate term for what you're doing, and I call that gourmet. And the, the dictionary <laughs> definition yeah. of gourmet is like regular coffee only better. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and that that. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to define it. You just sort of know it when you hear it or you taste it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for what you're doing. And uh, I, I will put this up on our website in the next few weeks. And as I said, I think it's a cool sort of Easter or post-Easter message um, as as believers are kind of contemplating that, you know, resurrection truth. You can start looking with hopeful expectation to other truth in the Bible. And, uh, and yeah. I think this song is a great... Um, creative way of expressing that and uh look forward to Very cool. And uh, and I'll pass that along going. to Brent. Well,
0: thank you. I I want to pass it along to Brent kutzel too because I mean, he he was the main songwriter on the song. I mean, all the rest of the songs in the album I i consider myself the main songwriter cuz I the the ideas came from me, but um this particular song was Brent and I just kind of, you know, Grabbed hold of the reins and hung on, you know, Uh, Mm. uh, to to use a bad, uh, you know, example. White horse, get it reins.
1: Yeah, no, no, please, (laughs) please do pass on to him that uh, I look forward to that, and I actually do have his name. Um, It's it's uh, B R E N T, and then it's K U T Z L E. Is that that's
0: correct? And he's and he's in a band called Monarch, as well as. Um, One Republic, which, you know, obviously everybody knows, but Monarch is a, is kind of a, I I don't know, I'd say a slightly more alternative version of One Republic. Um, And my friend who used to play guitar for me, Brennan Strawn is the lead singer. So Brennan actually was a a third co-writer on White Horse, but I think he was more kind of just, he sang the track and came up with some, some melodic ideas Um, when I got the song, it, it, you know, if you could hear the demo to what I did with it and released it, there's some definite changes, but, um, for the most part, that song was kind of there. And so Mm -hmm. I can't take 100% credit for that, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, there, I definitely made it my own and I changed some things around and wrote the bridge and put a few lyrical changes in it, but, um, yeah, I'm so, I'm glad you, glad you dig it. I'm glad you dig the record, man. And man, I I feel very, um, I'm very touched that, you know, um, certain people in the industry really dig this, you know, and it gives Mm -hmm. me, uh, it inspires me to kind of keep going and not just, you know, worry that nobody's going to get what I do. Um, but just to kind of keep plowing ahead and, you know,
1: for sure. Well, and of course, you know, you, you brought up Brendan Manning, and um, I will have to, of course, include the quote at the beginning of What If I Stumble uh, somewhere in here. And actually, in a lot of ways, it completely connects. You know, the greatest single yeah. cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. And that's yeah. what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. And and isn't that really what gets in the way of, of an unbelievable biblical passage like Revelation nineteen eleven, from unbelievers accepting that this is even possible, are yeah. Christians. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's science
0: fiction to to so many people because they 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 sit back and they watch how you know these so called believers live their lives and you know if if we really were you know believed um, you know in the in Revelation and what it says. I think we'd be living completely different lives than than a lot of us are right now. I mean, it, it mm. just seems like we're concerned with things that really don't matter. Um, but then again, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. I point all nine fingers back at myself. So.
1: Mm. Um, oh yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And, and, yeah. you know, um, I think I shared with you that, um, I, I credit my testimony to, um, that same time frame that, um, what if I stumble and, and the Jesus Freak record came out? I wasn't a believer yet. Uh, mm. I actually bought that first Jars of Clay record at that time uh, as a secular DJ, and and wow. I started actually hearing biblical truth. And then I believe the second record I bought uh, was Jesus Freak, um, second Christian you know artist record. And uh, yeah, and so yeah, you know, for me, you guys have been a part of my testimony, and wow. and that's kind of why we're talking today. And I think that's. I think that's, that's, a real... that's a
0: huge. Yeah, that's a huge thing that I don't. I never take that for granted. I mean, I, I see, I, I see, and meet so many different people that were affected because of those records. I mean, they were just, they were huge, and no, none of us could understand how big they would become. So we were just kind of three kids putting ideas down, and you know, hoping that the record label would throw it out there. We had no concept mm. that God was going to use it and use it the way He did, and. um, so yeah, hearing that story man, it's always it's always cool to hear that because again, that wasn't us, that was that was God just kind of using what we did and bringing it to a larger audience. So um very cool. And uh yeah, keep 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 in touch and and I've I've got lots lots more music coming where where this is and there if I don't know if you wanted to mention this but um you know, I am uh probably close to 4 maybe five uh, additional songs are going to be put on to broken temple. So when the deluxe mm. album comes out, um, there's going to be five new songs and I can tell you that from a songwriting standpoint, I think I've jumped onto you know, I hate to say it, but my style again, and, uh, pretty, pretty excited about the, the, the new stuff coming out on the deluxe. So, um, I'd love to get your opinions on it too, when it comes out. So,
1: no for sure i I will be happy to reference that because you know it's it's part of this conversation, and it's all part of that anticipation of what's next and uh yeah, yeah, no, I look forward to that, and uh, yeah, definitely feel free if you have any um demos or uh, tracks you want me to give a listen to um, yeah, you know, what's kind of cool is is I'm in a unique position of getting to hear everything, and i'm I'm the lead contributor for the website, so you know, I kind of review. Um, select projects, and interestingly, you mentioned not writing worship songs. And for whatever reason, lately I've been reviewing what I'll call the gourmet worship projects. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, and I there's a lot I'm, of.
0: I mean, what's your what's your real quick? Give me your your uh, your nutshell version of some of the better type type of gourmet worship music that's coming out. What 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 yeah. do you think it's? How do you think it's? Um, What's the what's the thing that makes it interesting to you, and how how do you think it's kind of like pushing the industry forward?
1: No, for sure. I would say um, so for the last uh, year. So we'll go you know rolling twelve months. The All Sons and Daughters project uh, mm-hmm. is my favorite. I I, and I called it my worship album of the year last year. Um, yeah, I think you, I think you go to Journey Church. Or yeah, you know I go those. I go to their church. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I get actually, to hear them
0: just about every Sunday, which
1: is crazy. <laughs> you know, so I'm yeah. seeing them tomorrow. Just so you know, they're actually here uh, outside of Philly, which is where I live. Um, and
0: my pastor and, will actually be speaking um, with, at that show too. He he's oh, actually sweet. on on the bill with them, so you'll hear Jamie George speak too, which is cool.
1: Excellent, and then actually also Sandra McCracken's with them, so I'll, I'm definitely excited. Oh wow. I'll, about the bill. So, so they're, they're my top. Um, I really like that um, the Bethel music um, that they're mm-hmm. putting out, the church in Redding, California, particularly this new project. It's called um, We Will Not Be Shaken. Uh, just a couple of tracks on there. They would resonate with you um, with the mm-hmm. style music you like and make. Um, another is um, out of the uh, International House of Prayer in Kansas City, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Edwards' new project. It's called Little Bird um okay absolutely amazing and then also uh one of her fellow songwriters there is named laura hackett and it's now laura hackett park she had a record um called lift up your head uh Hmm. in october that's actually one of my favorite projects of last year and then uh, one of the bethel artists um stephanie gretzinger is her name um she put out an incredible project uh that I also really love. So they were my top five of last year. Um, very cool. It's good. Last, to, it, it's good to hear this. I'm, I'm very
0: intrigued because, again, it's something that I don't do naturally, mm. but it's not. It's not something I feel like I can't do. You know, sure. and it's like, I mean, obviously, I believe, um, and I, you know, am inspired by music. So, I mean, I'm always open to different ways of, of you know. I don't know performing that, but I'm um, just you know I'm a, I'm I'm a kid from the '80s, you know what I mean? Mm. I grew up, I, I was born in '67, so just a few years before you. So it's gotcha. kind of like my musical, you know, kind of you know education was all about rock and roll, punk, and then new wave music. So I don't really understand where some of the younger generation is is coming from. And so it's not frustrating, it's just kind of like, huh. I don't I don't get that, but I I can kinda of see why people are so intrigued by it. And I guess I guess in a way the whole the the the, the church thing always kind of freaked me out that everything kinda of came out from the church after DC Talk stopped um performing
1: mm.
0: or making records, it seemed like there was a total shift from the band to, you know, worship becoming yeah. you know so prominent and that was a bit of a uh a head scratcher to me because i didn't know where that came from so now sitting there and listening to all sons and daughters like once or once a month at my church at least um i'm starting to recognize it, as an art form like how great this is you know mm. and i'm like wow this there's some really amazing songs and and uh they're completely talented I actually got to write with them. I have wrote a song with them uh, for the beginning of Broken Temples. I never used it, and I'm looking at it now, going, "Man, I need to use that tune."
1: <laughs> yeah, you really can't go wrong. I mean, I, and I know them. I, I've done like the kind of conversation you and I have just been having. Um, yeah. Leslie and David and I have done seven of those conversations together. Uh, over yeah. The, over the past four, four or five. Yeah, years.
0: they're pretty. So, they're, so. they're, they're, they're pretty. Uh, they they're pretty deep people too they're they're literate but they're funny they're yeah. they're cool you know they're very yeah, no very doubt. cool yeah,
1: and I'm, so. I'm glad to know i'll get to meet your pastor too cuz i think that's an aspect of what i get to do that's a little unique you know the angle i'm kind of covering you from um mm-hmm. kind of through the lens of scripture and kind of how your song uh creatively expresses scripture that's what mm-hmm. my role for the website has sort of turned into i'm kind of a the gourmet music guy and the the guy listening for creative expressions of scripture um, um, more than anything else. That's kind of what I what I um, crave, basically. So yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you for this partnership. And well, uh, thank
0: you, Kevin. For I sure, we we'll and, and if you yeah. and if you get a chance to say hi to Jamie, tell him I uh, I um, you know told him to talk to you about Fiefdom of Angels.
1: <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll <laughs> because
0: do that. He, uh, it's a big joke because he gave me his book. Um, Which I, you know, kind of wrote a a little bit of a a, what do you call the when when an artist will write um, kind of a oh like the forward not a forward but it was one of the many kind of miniature forwards in his book Love Well I'm 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 one of the people that. Um, are in there and <laughs> I said, Hey look, I'm I'm in your book. I read your book. Now it's now it's time for you to read my book and <laughs> I still don't uh-huh. think he has. So give, give him so tell feed, him them a hard time for me. Right, Feast them obviously. of angels. Give him a hard time if you get get to talk to him. I just texted him today and he says he's on the road and he gets back on Tuesday and then we're gonna get together like next week sometime. But he's a really cool guy too. You'll you'll enjoy him. Yeah, if he does speak, because he's just the most laid-back, fun, engaging storyteller. It's kind of like watching a a little bit more of a a kind of mellow Jim Carrey, you know.
1: Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, I saw. I mean, he's he's listed uh, as part of the concert, so yeah, he's clearly going to be talking. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, cool.
0: And uh, right now, I have fire and rescue outside the front of my house. Um,
1: Oh no! All right, Do, we'll go Doing it? That. No, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> doing? Um, they're in a, they're on the fire hydrant, letting the, the the fire hydrant water pressure out. It's bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre. I don't know
1: what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, brother. Great to speak with you as always. All right, Ken. Uh, to talk to you too, man. Yeah, I'll shoot absolutely. you back the link when this is live on the website. Any t- anytime
0: you want to talk to me, anytime call me up. Anytime you want to text, any anything you want to talk about. Um, you have an open open door here with me, so All right, awesome. uh, yeah, hit me up. Sorry it took so long.
1: Yeah, but, not uh, a problem. Well, we'll back you talk you today. All right, take okay, care. Okay, bro, take care. Uh, bye-bye.